I know you're nine days past this game, but looking mm-hmm. back at the film from Toledo, what did you guys take away? Uh, yeah, it seemed like a long goal, but uh, we've already had a week of practice since then. But um, obviously a lot of mistakes, and the guys played hard, you know, and uh, I needed to put them in a position where they can have more success as a coach. What areas did you focus on during the bye week? All three phases, yep, all of them. So we were able to get a lot of work done, and we have some – you know, new quarterback that we got to get him, get him ready. So we took a, advantage of that extra time. And, um, you know, there's a lot of competition going on still on this team. So uh, trying to find ways to get, get our guys to execute at a higher level. And so that's what, that was our main focus this week, what have this you last from, week. What have you seen from Jaron this past week in practice that, you, that you've liked so far? Um, yeah, he's extremely confident. And uh, I think he's ready for this moment. And I'm really excited for him. I know he's really excited. And, the players are, are responding to him well, and, and uh, you know Zach still has a, a role and is there as a, as a mentor and help uh, coach um, all he can do right now and be a support to his teammates. And I thought uh, we had really, really good practices last week with Jaron running the show and gave some opportunities for Joe and for Baylor to get some reps as well. Many just assume I think that Jaron's a run for his quarterback. Just speak to maybe his abilities as a passer as well, because in high school he was a really good pocket passer. Mm-hmm. And I think the um, main main emphasis in his recruiting was that he was going to be a quarterback. And I think he could play a lot of different positions because he's athletic. He can do a lot of different things. But uh, his focus was being able to throw the ball and be a quarterback. And and that's why we've kept him pretty much at that position. And, and um, you know, we've used him a little bit here and there on different things and schemes. But uh, he came here to play quarterback. And I'm... Uh, you know, unfortunately, that there there was an injury, but uh, really happy that that he's ready to seize the moment and take advantage of the opportunity that he has for him. How much do you think the uh, him getting the first team reps in the off season? How much do you expect that to pay off now in this opportunity for him? Yeah, it's it's. I think it was huge, but for for him, um, just since he got home from his mission, uh, just seeing him improve every week has been really nice. And then that's from the off season, even during fall camp, he's a much better player now than he was in the beginning of August. So uh, we see the projection for him getting even better every week. And and uh, I think this is uh, now given more reps, I think it'll be, uh, we should see the improvement happen day to day. Has there been any noticeable changes to the offense with Jaron Hall leading them? Uh, we have a lot of different things in the offense that we put in, you know, early in fall camp. And so uh, I think we can choose, uh, pick and choose from what we already established and what we already uh, kind of run as a system. and. Uh, obviously, Jaron has a lot of strengths and, that are different than other quarterbacks, and but uh, you know he can throw the ball too. So I, I think uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday. How when you went through that? this last year with Tanner and switching out, um, does that help you in a way for this year? Although this, as far as although last year you changed styles, this year you probably won't change styles as much. I think the biggest help was the bye week. We had the same time happened last last year, and so. Getting the extra practice time, I think, has been the the, the main benefit for us. And, and last year was still kind of a new system, you know. And this year, the guys are way more familiar with the offense, and and um, you know, with extra extra practice time, I think it's going to help Jaron a lot. But uh, he's a student of the game. He prepares really well, uh, multi-sport athlete, and so he he's a guy that's been in in the situation when his number's been called, and he's had success doing it. So. Looking forward to having him do that, the same type of mentality he has in baseball and all the other sports that he's done. I mean, he does that with everything he does. If you if you know anything about him, see what he does in practice, 
since he got home from his mission, seeing him approach every day, the guy is, is just waiting for his number to be called, and it just happens to be this week. How did you feel about the run game uh, in the first week without Tyson with, with Soup and um, uh, the rest of the running backs there? Yeah, I mean, I think they, they, they're capable of, of, of running the ball, and obviously it hurts not having Tyson in there, but I think the guys are ready for the, their moment as well. And, um, you know, just take advantage of the opportunities when they have the, their number called and giving them runs, and, and maybe we can lean on them a little bit more, but we'll have to wait and see. I, I think... Uh, Going into the game plan and, and things that we want to do, I'm not trying to give away too much, but I think we, we can do a lot of different things that, that we've shown. Or, and to me, it's just executing whether it's a run or pass. It doesn't really matter. We just need to score points. Last week, the state of California passed that bill, SB 206, Fair Pay to Play Act. What impact do you think that's going to have on college football and, and college athletics? I don't know. I'm not focused on that right now. I mean, that's it seems like that's going to be something that that will kind of show itself a little bit more as time goes on, but I'm just focused on trying to get our third win this week. That's all our focus is, trying to execute play better. As far as the backup uh, for, for, for Jaron, um, Critchlow and uh, Baylor Romney both listed as or. Who, who is the primary backup, and what can we read into that? that you guys you can read the or as really being the or. That's <laughs> so is it, is it a week-to-week thing? Yeah, so I, I think the competition or? has to be for them as well. From last week to this week, they got significant more reps than they normally would with Zach being out and Jaron being the first-string reps. And so uh, I don't know if we're – the reason why the or is there is because we're not set on who that that is yet. And so the, I think it will take time. Maybe by the time we get to Thursday, that will be more definite. But right now, um, we're still kind of feeling it out. But the main focus is trying to get as many reps as we can with our, with our starter, and that's Jaron. And then I think both of those guys are capable. Joe's had experience starting before, and uh, both bring different strengths to the, to the table. So it would be the coaches being able to f- feel that out and probably establish it soon. It just didn't, didn't happen today, so maybe after today. You we'll have it, have it more definite. Did you practice more last week in a bye week than you would have normally ma- having to make that transition? No, I, I think about the same, you know, and, and, and in the past it's been more um, emphasis on depth, and, and um, I think this week is kind of the same emphasis by necessity, you know, but uh, I still believe in working hard and, and um, getting some really good work. We were in the weight room four days last week and had some really good practices and, and uh, we're physical, we had pads on, and um, I, I think the only difference is we didn't play a game, you know. But I think the uh, preparation for our guys has to be the same, and we had an extra week of introducing our opponent. And so this is going to be the approach we need to get this win, and and that happened from last week to now. And our guys know it. But more than anything, we need to see our guys play their best, and, and we haven't seen that. And that's my my job as a coach to make sure that they're in a position to play their best this Saturday. Third down conversion rate was a, was a big goal coming into the season. What do you feel through the first five games you've seen on film that would maybe say areas that your offense can can improve on converting third downs? Yeah, third and short, let's get it. That's what it comes down to. And I think those are the easier ones to convert, and we should we should have a higher percentage of converting those. So, And defensively, um, get out of third and long situations, and whether it's us giving um, – plays up by our mistakes or whatever it is, doesn't really matter. I just want the ball back to our offense or our dynamic punt returner. As a defensive coach, do you recall that when the term RPO kind of came into the vernacular and mm-hmm. and also is it hard to defend and say another form of offense? 
Yeah, it is. I mean, that's just kind of what the new thing is now, and um, it goes. The game goes in phases, you know, and, and so um, it's, it puts a lot of stress on the linebackers, and um, uh, you know they're not allowed to run downfield till three yards, but that's not even uh, a hard line there, you know, and, and uh, so that's one of those things that you you prep, prep your guys to be ready for, and our offense runs it too. So defensively, you just have to be able to to play against it and that's um, that's a lot of teams are leaning on that heavily right now and, and with athletic quarterbacks that can run and throw it causes more options and more issues for defense and we have to be disciplined in the assignment sound. What type of team do you see when you look at South Florida? A lot of athleticism and speed and you know and, and um, I know Coach Strong he's been around for a long time and and they'll have those guys playing hard and, and they're coming off a win so we're going to their house and um, we have to be ready for this game, and, and, and more than anything, we respect them a lot. And, and uh, but from from my purpose, we're just trying to get our team ready. It doesn't really matter who we play against this week. We're going to respect them and scout them, and like we have been. But I'm more con- more concerned with how we're playing as a unit more than anything right now. Jaron Jaron will become the first African American quarterback to start for BYU. Mm-hmm. What is the historical significance of that? And do you think that can provide maybe a a recruiting boost or kind of a maybe change BYU's image in any way? Oh, I'm not really concerned with that. That wasn't the... the I, I know that's concern. not why, I mean, but... He'll be the first quarterback to start from Maple Mountain High School, too, so <laughs> if you're going to draw up all those con- you know, comparisons. I, I think it's awesome that, that you're seeing so many different types of quarterbacks, whether it's um, backgrounds or race or whatever is involved. I just like that the game of football has... We've seen a lot of things. It's been 150 years now, and seen a lot of cool things happen. We we have uh, Polynesians playing quarterback too, and so a lot of crazy things are happening right now. And we've had 300 pounders play quarterback in the past, and so uh, I think if you ask all our old linemen, they think they can play quarterback, and half of our defensive linemen. But um, that's kind of like the position everybody wants to play first, you know. And I just I'm glad that that Jaron is able to get this start and, and, and that he's excited for it. You know, he, he's a legacy kid. His dad uh, spilled his blood and sweat on that field as well. And so I think it's a cool connection that he can have. I don't know how many father-son combos have happened in this program and in the backfield. And, and I think it's something that he can uh, just look back at and be really proud of it. And, and his, his family should be really proud of the things that they've done with their sons. And this is Jeremy's time to shine. We're really excited for him. Where is the biggest... I guess difference between him and Zach in terms of their game. We've heard they're similar in terms of their ability, but I think they have um, similar approaches to the game. They're, they 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 study the game a lot, and they're good friends, and they spend a lot of time together. And I think Zach's really excited for Jaron and, and the opportunity he has in front of him. But um, they're really competitive, and that's one one thing that's very similar. But when it comes to style of play, I think both of them can run, both of them can throw, and that's why we recruited both for them to come here and compete. So that's. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to give out any scheme or anything like that, but I think we can do, they can do, they're very similar. They can play similar styles of football. And just, you know, the difference is Jaron plays baseball on his off time a little bit. During the bye week, I mean, obviously recruiting becomes a big thing. What, uh, you know, when it comes to recruiting in a bye week, what, what goals do you and your staff look to accomplish in that bye week on the recruiting trail? We'll connect with our recruits that we have committed to us and, and, um, and then reach out for ones that are hard gets. And then swing and see what happens. You know that's that fit this the profile. We have a very 
um, specific group that we can recruit, and a lot of it has to do with academics first, you know. And so, uh, working with that type of with that net and recruiting, we have to take advantage and and, and go for for guys that are hard gets. And you know, Tyson wasn't an easy one as well. So there's a, there's a recruits that we can reach out to and keep working hard to get, and and they can see the value of being here at BYU, socially and academically and and spiritually as well. Transfer portal. We've talked to in the past about it. Like a lot of guys were seeing them enter during the season. Will you mm -hmm. guys look at guys like that in season, or do you guys wait until the postseason for you? I think that's part of recruiting. Yeah, I, I think I think you're you're a foolish not to. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot that goes into it too. Background, why a guy's leaving, and um, and there's a lot of things we can do to to follow up on on the recruiting. That just puts them out there. Just kind of gives everybody an opportunity to look into them a little bit more and we're, we're going to do that as well. Player round practices were a big thing in, in fall camp and in the mm -hmm. offseason. Did you kind of empower your leadership council to kind of take some player round practices this past week? You know, it hasn't really been that big of an emphasis because it's already happening. You know, the players are involved in in, in teaching and, and, and helping each other on, on the field and off the field. So, uh, I don't. I, in the past we've had to create some opportunities for them to do that because it's still kind of new. And now I think it's it's running really well, and I just need to be more uh, more mindful of it and see if there's if there's more opportunities where they can really uh, you know have a hand in, in helping out in, in everything. And but the teaching and the learning has been taking place already. It's been, it's been running, so uh, maybe we can ramp it up a little bit more. But there's things that coaches need to do first. I I have no issues with the way the players are approaching everything. They work hard, they prepare hard, they practice hard, they play hard. They've given us the effort on the field. Uh, you can see it as well as I do. And us coaches need to put them in a position where they can have success and, and win games. How do you get that to the point where they're playing smart? Because they are playing hard, mm -hmm. but it seems to be that playing smart is where it's kind of let you down maybe at, at occasions in the last few weeks. Where how do you how does that how do you get that to translate more and more frequently? Well, a, a lot of the the mistakes that happened with really young guys and, and inexperienced guys, and they just got to grow up, you know and 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 know the game and 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 uh, know the position they're in and and uh, that's just that's their their job and I think they're willing to do that and as coaches we need to make sure that we get them ready. We've taught this emphasis on getting our depth ready and and that also includes making sure that the young guys are are uh, in in a position where they can have success and they and minimize their mistakes and mistakes are part of the game. We always say that effort and um, and uh, you know, grit will get you through some of those mistakes. But there's a lot of times that we, the self-inflicted wounds, we we're mid-season form now. That that should never ever happen. You're a player. When when you played, did it take a play or two to kind of get into the rhythm of the game? And you know, did you find yourself taking a play or two to just kind of get used to? Because you've done a lot of shuffling with guys coming in and out. I just mm -hmm. wonder. From your playing days, do you remember it taking you a play or two at times to kind of get back into the flow, or is it just step on the field and go? Uh, that getting used to it is in the pregame stuff, you know, and everyone's got to be ready and get warmed up, and and uh, once the ball's in the air, everyone should be ready for the, their moment. And uh, we rotate a lot like other teams do, you know, We're no different than what Washington does with their team and their their rotation and USC and Utah and other places. So uh, the key is for those guys to be ready to roll. And that's when I played. That seems like so long ago. If you're trying to draw comparisons from back then, we're all in trouble. You know, this. Uh, I think there's some cool principles that carry over, but 
the game's different now than it was back then. And, and if you look in even high school, the kids are much bigger and faster and stronger now. And, and uh, you know, we just have to adjust to the, t to the times. And, and uh, for us, I, for me, I'm just still focused on what we can control, and that's minimizing mistakes, but make sure that we play fast, and then and I do everything we can to get wins. Has the training staff given you a timetable on Zach's return? No, they've given me like a window, and I don't talk about injuries unless they're season ending, and this one isn't. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Last question. Uh, Try to sneak that one in there. <laughs> I noticed that. It wouldn't be a, a Monday if you didn't do that. Fisherman Jerry. Yeah, there he is. Anything else? <laughs> Trying to do whatever um, you can you to upset me. You mentioned that you're focused on getting your third win this weekend. Is there a mm. sense of urgency for that win? There's been a sense of urgency every week, you know, and that's, um, I think. Uh, is this one sort of like make it or break it? No, I don't. No, this is this week, and, and um, we just had an extra week to prepare for it, but I don't think like that. I think of just trying to, uh, the, what the make it or break it for me is if we need to play our best, and, and, and we need to see improvement, you know, and that's, that's what I control, and I, I'm saying it to you, but I should be looking in the mirror, so this is stuff that, that I'm urgent to get fixed, and I think the, 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 the players deserve it and the fans deserve it, so I'm looking forward to making it happen.